Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. Tis I, Noor. Um, this week is a solo episode. Giving you guys the chaotic energy that you so deeply want. Um, couldn't tell you why. That's something you would need to reflect on in your own personal time. But, you know... Watch your mouth. Um, it's Saturday, so it's it's the eve of my posting time. So this is a very last-minute episode, not because I procrastinated, but because I've just been in a, not in a, shocking, I know, not in a very chatty mood. Um, I've just had, like, kind of like a, I don't even want to say, like, a shitty week because, like, it's fine, but like just not, you know, not the most fun of a week. Um, Monday, I I got my wisdom teeth taken out. My last two wisdom teeth that my former dentist that I no longer go to because as nice as she is, she didn't really have the same um, approach to life as I do. And I think it's important that whenever you are looking for a dentist, that they share similar approaches to how they live. You know, are they like a YOLO dentist or are they like a let's be proactive and reduce the risk of future problems? Um, so for years, I was like, oh, do I need to get my wisdom teeth taken out? And she's like, oh, no, they grew in fine. They're not causing any problems, yada, yada. Yeah. I just want to let you know n- if you have your bottom wisdom teeth taken out and your top ones are in, you know what ends up happening? Your top ones just keep growing and growing. And then they're like double the size of what a normal tooth should be, which is uncomfortable to say the least. So I got my two wisdom teeth taken out um, and had some other stuff done, um, had some old fillings redone just because again risk management you know we just want to avoid future problems um I got a deep cleaning um to my own surprise because if anyone knows me I'm I have great dental hygiene I'll I'll be the first to say it I am a flosser I am a brusher like I don't go to bed without brushing my teeth that is not a thing Um, I did at some point do that, which is disgusting to think about, but I haven't done that for a very long time. But yeah, I'm very diligent about brushing, flossing, um, teeth, I mean, uh, tongue scraping, mouthwash, all the shit. Um, but I, I finally realized at the age of 31 that I'm just not flossing correctly. Because this is very upsetting to share, but I have gingivitis and like five of my gums, five of my teeth. So like a little bit of my mouth is like gingivitis-y. And the thing about gingivitis is I didn't know really what it was until I have or had it. Um, It's a gum disease, I suppose, but it's like reversible. Like you can like have gingivitis and then like get rid of it. You know what I mean? It's not like herpes. It's like, you know... It's just like chlamydia, even though I'm, can you get rid of chlamydia? I'm pretty sure you can. I don't know why I decided to use STDs as an example 
um, since I clearly don't know which ones are permanent. But it's not it's not a forever thing as long as you like get rid of it. It can get worse if you don't take care of it and then it's irreversible. But, you know, when it's still in its baby gingy stage, um, you can get rid of it. But just to let you know, when you floss your teeth, you're supposed to go underneath your gum. And some people might be laughing and being like, Nora, of course, that's what you fucking do. Everyone knows that. Okay, I didn't know that. I just thought you like kind of went up, kind of like scooped around the tooth, like hugged it almost on both sides and just like scraped down. But you're supposed to go so high up on your tooth that it's literally under your gums and anytime I would floss and the floss would like kind of slide up underneath my gums I would freak out because I'd be like oh my god that's like that's too much she on x games mode <laughs> like I didn't think you were supposed to do that um but yeah I'll, I'll keep the, the flossing talk to a minimum I've been just sending uh random texts to my loved ones saying floss your teeth deeply deeply floss your teeth so I had to get a uh, gingivitis cleaning so embarrassing um, it's like, it's like if I got melanoma on my face, I would be so embarrassed. Cause I'm like, I'm diligent about my SPF. I don't get it. And then I like come to find out that it wasn't SPF all along. It was just milk or like something that looked like SPF. Um, <laughs> oh, this is off to a great start. Um, anyway, so, um, can only eat soft foods liquids, mashed potatoes, no solids. Um, and a lot of people, I'm on, I guess, day six. Uh, most people at this point would probably be like incorporating more food that require chewing. Um, I am a little bit paranoid when it comes to my teeth, which is why it's hilarious that I have gingivitis because I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I'm so crazy about my teeth how did this happen but it just goes for full circle this is why i have teeth paranoia it's because no matter what you do your teeth can fucking turn against you or you're just a dumb bitch who doesn't know how to floss i mean who can say whose fault it is um but yeah so i've just been eating a lot of mashed potatoes a lot of oatmeal a lot of yogurt a lot of ice cream i did eat some soft korean bread today that was the first solid-ish thing that I've eaten um, just because I want to make sure everything is healing as it should. Um, yeah, I went to an Asian supermarket today that's by my house. So actually, I, I, had a, I had a whole day today. Today was like my first day this week that I feel like I had like a day, you know? Um, I did go to the, our beach house, our family's beach house earlier this week, and um, it was very dramatic. I think it was on, I think it was on Thursday or Wednesday. Um, I went to the, the beach house. It was cool. It was fun. And then uh, my sister and I got into a huge fight in front of our entire family and extended family. Um, so it was embarrassing. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just yell at people at the top of your lungs. Um, and then, yeah, so today I had like a whole kind of like day. Um, I decided I wanted to go to a few vintage stores. Um, well, originally I wanted to go to some thrift stores as well. But to be honest with you, I feel like thrift shopping, vintage shopping is not the same thing. 
like a thrift store, like a Goodwill situation, it's it's a fucking mission. Like it's like a whole thing because you have to flip through every single hanger. You have to look at everything, or at least I do. Um, like I go in there and I'm like a fucking Pac-Man. Like I'm just like every little fucking I'm just eating everything, but by eating everything, I'm just like touching everything, which is probably not good now that I'm thinking about it in these corona times. Um, but yeah, I was like, I was gonna go thrift shopping. So um first I, I decided to ease myself back in slowly. And I went to kind of like a curated consignment store. Um didn't find anything there. Pretty disheartening. And then um, there was this vintage store that I had passed by so many times, but I've just never been inside because I'll be honest, it has a lot of really creepy mannequins outside and that scared me. Um, but I decided, you know what, let's, let's give it a shot. I was the only customer in the store, which was cool because Corona, but also the the lady who owns a store, bless her heart, she was this older lady, she was so sweet, um, but she's really was bored and wanted to talk to someone, and I was like, fuck, I really t- for hate talking, which is why I have a podcast, um, but no, she was nice, I had a little a little chat with her, she's a cool lady, um, her name is Robin, um, if you wanted to support her, Deja Vu Vintage in Orlando, Florida, it's cool, she has a lot of Really, really, really cool stuff. Really reasonably priced, which I love in a vintage store because I feel like they can get a little crazy. They can they can get crazy. Like there were these beautiful Prada heels that I almost bought, but I thought to myself, bitch, you don't need any more fucking heels. Just this week you've acquired two pairs of heels. That's what I say when I've been gifted heels. I've acquired them. Um, but they just had such, she had such gorgeous pieces. I bought a really cool um, blouse from like the early 70s. Um, and she actually knew the person who, like she told me the lady that she bought it from is like um, very into um, vintage blouses. And that was one of her original vintage blouses from the 70s. So I thought that was cool. And then she um, had a huge selection of scarves and I'm very into a squared scarf right now. So that was very fun. Um, I did have a lot of self-discipline. I only got one scarf from there and it was, um, it's just, it's such a classic. It's like a red, white, and blue silk scarf. Um, very appropriate 4th of July coming up. Um, even though I don't think I'm doing anything, but it's still, I, I like a red, white, and blue situation. I don't know. I think it's, it's a nice color combination. Um, and so, Bought a little silk scarf, got a little Marlboro print. Ironically, not even for cigarettes, but for Marlboro shirts. I thought that was cool. It was like an original magazine um, page from, like, I want to say like 1946, 1947. The, the date is on it. Um, and I thought that was cool. I, I want to I frame that and put it up in my house. I don't know why I'm just like doing like a fucking audio haul right now, but... I don't know. And then I, I went to, um, I went to another vintage store that I haven't been to in forever. And it's cool. It's one of those vintage stores. That's like a huge shop with a bunch of vendors, which I always think is interesting because like everything is, every section is so different. You know, you have your, your mid-century modern furniture pieces. You have your more art deco furniture pieces. And it's not just like furniture. It's like, um, home decor, glassware, clothing, accessories. Um, I bought a really cool, like mushroom, 
um, like retro looking um, napkin holder that I'm using to put mail in instead of just throwing it on my counter. It looks much more uh, visually stimulating in a little mushroom napkin holder. Remember napkin holders? Who the fuck uses a napkin holder? They, I guess they were really hot back in the 70s and 80s. But I also got, I got another silk scarf. Um, I think I got another blouse. I don't know. I just, it was nice to shop. I haven't shopped in a very long time. I've been very responsible. And then it was just, it's, vintage shopping is so fun because you just like look at all this stuff and a lot of it's weird. A lot of it's, you know, cool and maybe it's a little out of your budget. So it's like aspirational. And then a lot of it is just like these great gems that you would not find anywhere else, anything like it. And it's like a treasure hunt. It's very fun. Um, and I felt very safe. I had a face mask on. Everyone had a face mask on. So Orlando is regressing and no surprise to everyone. Um, face masks are now a requirement everywhere. Bars have closed down again um, in nightclubs. Uh, I don't even know why they open them to begin with. I feel like it's physically impossible to be um, intoxicated and social distancing. I just feel like that's not really a thing. Um, and then after after my little vintage shopping I ran into my niece right outside of the store I it's so weird when you run into someone that you know just like in the wild you know and especially since I've been quarantined um running into someone just seems insane I like walked out of this the last vintage store that I went to which was a bust I didn't really like anything they had I walk out and there's my niece Lily standing right there looking fucking adorable seven or eight months pregnant in overalls looking just the, uh, the fucking cutest person in the world and I was like Lily and she was like Noor and it was just it was so weird it's so weird running into people just like in general but it's a good weird because I like my niece so I liked running into her because then I got to see her and I like her because she's my niece but also I like her as a person she's cool um and then I decided to go on a hunt for Japanese cheesecake um the bakery that normally has it was closed, but then turns out in this huge Asian supermarket, they have um, that bakery, like another, like the same bakery inside of the grocery store, which I didn't know about. So I went there. They didn't have the Japanese cheesecake, but I did get a few like Korean like bread things. Like if you know, if you've ever been to a Korean bakery, you know what I'm talking about. It's like just like fluffy bread with like fucking red bean in it or cream or whatever the fuck. Um and I always just end up eating the bread. I don't even like red bean. I don't even know why I bought that. I just literally ate the bread around the red bean. I, like, it's not like red bean is bad. It's just like not, I just don't like it. Um, but yeah, they didn't have the Japanese cheesecake there, which is a bummer. But then I also got some groceries from the Asian supermarket, which is just, it's especially when it's like a massive supermarket, not like a little store. It's so intimidating. Like, I just feel like everyone is looking at you like, you stupid bitch. Of course you're buying ramen you fucking whore like yeah yeah who yeah you just go go get your fucking um ramen and your fucking rice cakes you stupid basic bitch you might as well go buy some like panda cookies um i also got like some king oyster that looked fucking juicy as hell but yeah like everyone was very nice but in my mind they were like you're stupid get the fuck out of here go back go back to where you came from go back to fucking trader joe's whore um, 
no one everyone was so nice there honestly it was actually one of the most delightful grocery shopping experiences i've had in a long time because i've said it before i'll say it again asian people are very clean and like just like they they're always the ones wearing fucking face masks even when there isn't a pandemic so like i don't know i felt very safe i felt i felt like i was in my mother's womb (laughs) um anyway uh i asked you guys to to ask me some questions on instagram and I haven't really looked at them, which I'm, I should have done before. Um, and I'm going to go through them and I'm going to answer some of them. I'm not going to answer all of them because some of them are disgusting. Um, someone said, do you have a boyfriend? No, I don't have a boyfriend. Um, sorry. Sorry, that wasn't a juicier answer. Um... Someone said, how did you train your cat not to jump on food every time you sit to eat? I don't know. My cat doesn't like human food. I know a lot of people's cats do. My my cat does not. So I guess, I again, can't really help you. Um, then there's some boring questions like favorite smoothie recipe, dumb. Um, someone said, you want to make some money? I don't know what the fuck that means. Someone said products for dark spots. Sunscreen. Just wear sunscreen. Um, and then if you actually have a dark spot there and you want to treat the dark spot, use a retinol in the evening and or a lactic acid. Um, I'm using a lactic acid retinol serum at the moment by Shani Darden, which is a black owned, black female owned brand. It's incredible, incredible. Like I'm mind blown. Like it's, it's very rare that I come across skincare products that blow my mind and this is one of them and I don't know how more people aren't talking about it and it just makes such perfect sense because retinol is a beautiful ingredient like chef's kiss but lactic acid is like the best acid um which if if you want me to if you want more information about acids (laughs) uh episode seven of my podcast called um the sun is evil so, um, okay, let's, someone said, how do you deal with people always, like, always commenting on your singleness? I hate it. Um, well, first of all, Rumana, I feel like you're making a lot of assumptions. People are not always commenting on my singleness. Um, so I'm sorry if that's happening to you. This sounds fucking annoying, but I guess it just depends on like a few different things, right? So if it's like my mom I know that, like, it's coming from, like, a place of, like, love. You know what I mean? Um, She just, like, wants to feel like uh, someone is taking care of me. Um, So it doesn't bother me that much. Except for if I'm, like, in a fucking mood. Like, if I'm in a fucking mood and my mom is like, no, do you know, when are you going to meet someone? When are you going to meet My mom doesn't even sound like that. I'm just like, mom, honestly, you're so annoying. Leave me alone. Um, so that's one way I would deal with it. Um, and then if it's like a random Arab lady or like an auntie of some sort, or like just like an older person who like, I don't really have like a real relationship with, but for some reason they feel extremely comfortable saying things like you're still single while you're getting really old. I just, um, I like to shame them, um, in a way. Um, I'm usually very against shame, except for 
um, in situations that are self-serving. <laughs> I'm just a hypocrite. Um, but no, like if, if it's like a, like an older woman who I, you know, who I know doesn't like love me, um, I'll usually have something fucking bitchy to say. Like, um, last summer, probably like a year ago today, almost. Yeah. It was like around 4th of July last year. Um, an auntie, that's all I'll say, said to me in Arabic, which means, um, like you're next or like you'll get married soon. And then she said, the next time I see you will hopefully be at your wedding. And I don't know if it was because I was hungry, because I was, or if I just, like, thought that that was such a fucking stupid thing to say. But I literally was like, why are you so obsessed with me getting married? I said it just like that. And she was very taken aback, and she, like, nervously laughed. She was like, what? And I was like, why are you so obsessed with me getting married? You know that it's extremely rude that you continuously comment about me getting married and make it seem like the only thing I can ever accomplish in life is marriage, and the only goal I should strive for is marriage. And then she, like, turns to someone else and is like, oh, my God, do you hear what she's saying to me? To someone else. And that person was just like, yikes, I don't want anything to do with this. And I'm just like, listen, lady, I don't know what your obsession is with me getting married, but you need to you need to chill because I'm fine. Um, so fuck off. I didn't say fuck off, but I should have. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just... If if someone is annoying you, I think you have the right to fucking annoy them back. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, it really depends. Like, if it's my friend who loves me and they're like, you know, I hope you find someone. Maybe if they said it to me every day, I would think it was annoying. But, like, if they said it every once in a while, I'd assume it's, like, out of a place of, like, love. So, it just really depends where you think that that comment is, what the root of the comment is, I guess. Um, someone said, I'm losing my Arabic. I understand, but can't speak that well. Help! Um, first of all, what a fucking stupid thing to ask me. Like, how am I going to help you with that problem? Just speak in Arabic. Stupid. Um, okay. (laughs) Someone said, or someone asked, advice on shooting your shot or how to approach someone who isn't even in the same county? Same county? Same county is not that bad unless she met country, um, which I guess she could have met country. Um, But like shooting your shot, just, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Just shoot your shot. Just be like, hey, I mean, it's a pandemic though, so it's a little awkward, but just be like, hey, like, when are you going to take me out? When are you going to ask me out? Or, Or like, hey, we should, we should get a coffee sometime. We should go get dinner. We should watch a movie. Um, worst that would happen is they say, no, thank you. Then, you know, you might feel uncomfortable for a few minutes, but at least you have your answer. Um, someone said how to deal with toxic parents. Um, I don't have toxic parents, so it's difficult for me to speak on how to handle it. But I guess toxic is such a broad thing. So like 
are your parents physically abusing you or sexually abusing you? Um, in that case, I do think those are grounds for cutting them out of your life personally. Um, if they're emotionally abusing you, it's like to what degree, right? I'm not saying emotional abuse is right, but like, like what kind of emotional abuse are we talking about? You know, um, if it's like extreme, again, grounds for cutting them out because, you know, boundaries. Um, but yeah, I guess create boundaries, um, stand by your boundaries in a respectful way. That's what I would say. I would say try to try to be as respectful as possible and set boundaries. If you are like 14 years old and you, you think that your parents are toxic because like they don't let you go to the mall, um, shut the fuck up. Your parents are not toxic. Because that's the other thing. I feel like a lot of kids are like, my parents are fucking toxic. And it's like, no, your parents are just like parents. Like they're just like not going to let you do like whatever you want to do um, because that would be irresponsible. So... Uh, yeah, I would need more context, but, um, yeah, if your parents are, like, physically, sexually abusing you or verbally abusing you in an extreme way, I would say those are grounds for cutting them out, but if it's none of those things, I would say, you know, try to communicate with them, and if, you know, they aren't receptive, um, try a different way of communicating with them, and if they aren't receptive to that, try a different way of communicating with them, and, and try to, talk to them in a way that you think that they'll understand because, um, you know, there's, you know, generational differences and stuff like that. So just try to, try to te- treat them like a human and realize that they are just navigating life the best they can probably. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe they just don't understand you. So try to help them understand you. Someone said, someone asked, have you ever been in love? What a fucking, what a fucking intense question. Love is so fickle um, and tricky. Um, Like what is, what is love? And if it's not everlasting, is it love? You know, um... I'm just going to have like an existential crisis like right the fuck now. But like seriously, like if you if you let's say you're in love with someone and then like you're not, like was that love ever real? I mean, I guess it. I guess it is. I guess yes. I I've 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 been in love. Um I'm not romantically in love with anyone at this um time, which is fine. Because um more time for loving me and I mean that not in a cliche way I mean that like dead ass because when you are in a relationship and you love someone you spend less time loving yourself I mean anyone who's gonna say differently is a fucking liar like you the way you can love yourself when you're single is a privilege and something that should be taken advantage of like I don't know I just I think that being in love is great. I think that finding a partner, soulmate, whatever is so fucking nice. It's so nice. Um, but loving yourself is like the most rewarding thing ever. Truly. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm in love with myself, but that's not a surprise to anyone, but not like in a fucking 
romantic way. <laughs> Maybe it is. Um, someone said, what's your preferred method of hair removal? Um, infrequent. And I use a Flamingo razor. Um, I really like that brand, Flamingo. I like the razors. They're cool. Um, ba, 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 ba. I hate when people say, like, share your most embarrassing insert anything. I'm, what, what the fuck? Stupid. And also, like, nothing embarrasses me. I'm a human. Fuck off. Uh, someone said, and I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be creepy, when undressing, do you ever sometimes leave your hijab till last? I'm not answering that because I'm pretty sure this is, like, some weird pervy shit. Or maybe I'm just overreacting, but, like, it's a fucking weird question. Someone said, or someone asked, why do I keep saying someone said? Someone asked, what's a deal breaker for you with men? I know it's hard to pick just one. <laughs> um, number one thing that comes to mind, low self-esteem. I, I just can't. Because let me tell you something about low self-esteem and men specifically if you're a man with low self-esteem and you are in a relationship with a woman who has high self-esteem like myself it is upsetting to them it is deeply upsetting to them and also like they can't handle it and so they start acting crazy because they don't know they don't understand like how does she not feel shitty? And then they start doing this weird thing where it's like, she's so great. What is she doing with someone like me? I'm a fucking loser. She can do so much better. I think I reposted um like a meme where it's like, when a guy says, um, you could do so much better than me, run. That's the fucking truth. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, low self-esteem. I can't. As soon as, as soon as I even pick up on traits, because a lot of times the thing is, it's like, I feel like women never think that men have low self-esteem for some reason. I think it's because men seem so oblivious, but I think men, more men have low self-esteem than women. I think that women are critical of themselves, but they still think that they're fucking hot. But like dudes just think that they're like pieces of shit. Um which I mean, they kind of are. So I guess it makes sense. But yeah, um, that would be, that's, that would be my number one deal breaker. A little self-esteem. No, thank you. Pass. Um, someone said, do you usually have the courage to speak out when you witness injustice? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have always done this for as long as I can remember. And I will continue to do this. Um, I feel like I, I don't speak about this very often, but I mean, I, I literally advocated in the special victims unit for victims of domestic violence and sex crimes for like five years. Um, so like advocating for people, speaking out on people's behalf, making sure people's rights are not being violated is comes very naturally to me. Um, so yes, I feel very comfortable doing it and I encourage you all to do it. Another fucking courageous... Wow, people think I'm very courageous. Someone asked, have you ever approached a guy or, like, taken the first step? You seem courageous. Yes, I have. And it worked out fine. 
I mean, it didn't work out fine, but like it was <laughs> like it like it, no one died. Um someone said near death experience. Yo, you guys are fucked up. Um I got into a horrible car accident a long time ago, like 4 years ago. Um and I almost died. It was pretty scary. It was really scary. Everything went black. It all happened so fast. I can still fucking feel the impact. Um, I'm pretty sure I have PTSD. But it's fine. Um, someone asked, do you think we, the Muslim community, need to get used to the idea of Muslims having sex before marriage? Um, hmm. I think... Yes. Yes. My answer is yes. Um, I just think that here's yes and no. I think that the older generation do not have to get used to it because that is so outlandish to them. It's like inconceivable. But I think the younger generation does need to get used to it. I mean, no, actually, I don't think they need to. I think everyone should have whatever opinions they fucking want. And I think if you think sex before marriage is wrong, cool. And I think if you think sex before marriage is fine, cool. I think everyone should just, like, do whatever they want to do. That's my answer. (laughs) I'm so annoying. Um, someone said thoughts on smoking green. I'm assuming they mean weed. I think weed is fine. I think weed is, um, it's not even a real drug. Um, but I don't think you should smoke weed if you are, if your brain isn't fully developed. So I guess, what is that, like 25? Yeah. Someone asked, teach me how to not give a fuck about men. Hmm. Well, well, here's the thing. If you're like in love with someone or like getting over someone or getting over a breakup, that's a little bit trickier to to not give a fuck because you have like emotions attached to that feeling of giving a fuck. But if you just mean like in general, like you're living your life, there's no guy that you're in a relationship with or getting over and you just like are like boy crazy but like you don't want to be or like you're like oh like there's a lot of pressure around me to like be with someone or get in a relationship or get married or have kids and um you don't know what to do about that I would just say I think it's you just need to not give a fuck I mean I wish there was like some magical answer but for me personally I just Unless I meet someone who I believe is worthy of my love, I don't care about them. Like, let's say I have a crush on a guy, right? Let's say, like, you know, me and a guy are talking, we're crushing, we like each other. And then um, he's just like, hey, like, I don't think this is working out. I'm like, all right, okay, bye. Because... 
there aren't as many emotions tied to it. So if it's like something that's deep and real, I think you should give a fuck is what I'm saying. Like if you were in a relationship with someone for like a year and a half or two years and, and you know, something happens, you should give a fuck. I think it's kind of a little, you're doing a disservice to yourself to not give a fuck because you're just kind of like repressing your feelings and not allowing yourself to be vulnerable Um, And I think a lot of growth can come from that type of emotional pain, unfortunately, that most of us go through. But I think it helps you grow. So we love growing. Um, But yeah, just who gives a fuck? Like if a guy's being a dick to you, just block him. You know, if 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 you're talking, if if you if there's no guys in your life, focus on you. Focus on focus on being really smart and funny and hot and like, you know, I don't know, go, um, protest for the black lives matter movement. But I think when it comes to not giving a fuck about men or people or the opinions of others, it really just comes down to how you feel about yourself. It really just all comes back to it. And like a lot of times people are asking me like, Oh, how are you confident? How are you this? How are you that? I just, I focus my energy on things that I can change. I don't waste my energy on things that I cannot change. I let myself feel sad when I am sad. And when I am not sad, I'm not sad. And when something is annoying, I let myself be annoyed within reason. Um, Just... Allow yourself to feel and allow yourself to be who you are and not beat yourself up for it and do things that make you feel good and make you feel happy. Like I went thrift shopping and vintage shopping today and and then I came home and I cleaned my house and I love having a clean house and, you know, that final step of like wiping down the counters and lighting the fucking candles and I'm just... I feel so good because I did something for myself to better myself. And, and now I can enjoy um, spending this evening just sitting on my couch, maybe watching something on Netflix, maybe, maybe having some ramen in a clean house that smells good. And I feel good and I did it for me and I didn't do it for anyone else. And I don't know. I just... Self-love really, really gets you places. I really think more of us should focus on loving ourselves. I think if more of us focused on loving ourselves, I really think the world would be a better place. Because when you love yourself, I think you treat others better. And I think when you don't love yourself, you treat others poorly. Um, so... I don't know if that answers your question, but someone said, how did you find style or what suits you the most? I've always kind of just been into fashion. Um, I was like a little 13 year old who had cutouts of Kate Moss and Gemma Ward all over my wall from magazines. Um, And whenever I like something, I really make it my mission to know everything about it. Like when I first started getting into music, I wanted to like study it 
like I, I literally was like, I like rock music. I need to know everything there is to know about rock music. I need to be an expert. I need to know when what albums came out. I need to know where this sound originated from. And the same kind of happened with fashion. I really made it my mission to learn everything that I could. And for me, I I kind of just wear things that feel good. Um, I think when I was in my 20s, I've, I've mentioned this before, I feel like my body changed when I turned 30. I don't know really why. Um, but it just did. My hips got a little bit wider. Um, I think my body is like, like, okay, bitch, have a baby. Like we're ready. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's not like I, like, it's not like drastic, but like, you know, they just, they got a little wider and, um, I feel like, you know, I, I, I like to wear things that are flattering on my body. I think everyone should dress for their body. And I think, um, just experimenting with looks and figuring out what works for you like for me I really like wearing a high-waisted pant or jean with a shorter shirt um, because it elongates my legs and it accentuates my waist Um, so yeah I just I just wear what I like and also don't I mean, I, I'm guilty of it. I used to shop at Zara all the time. Don't shop at Zara. I just, uh, when I see girls fucking every day wearing a new outfit where it's like head to toe from Zara, I'm like, just, where's, where's the creativity? You know, I'm not saying that I'm like some fucking fashion icon, but like, just try, you know, maybe, maybe go somewhere else. Go to H&M, go to Target. You can buy affordable things elsewhere. Go thrift shopping, go to a consignment store. Um, but yeah, I think just my style is a combination of things that I think are flattering on me, that I like, that I feel like I feel good in, I feel comfortable in. I don't like wearing things that I don't feel comfortable in. I like to be able to like move and sit and, and all of that. Um, someone said, do you have a type? I don't think I do. Because if you like look at my track record, there really is not a lot of consistency in it um i'm drawn to people usually because of their sense of humor or their intelligence i really like smart guys um unfortunately a lot of times people are good at pretending to be smart (laughs) but they're not actually smart Um, but they're really good at doing it. So it'll fool you for a little while, but especially when you want to believe the best in people and in, in a bleak world where finding a guy who's not a piece of shit is a rarity. When you come across a guy who seems like semi decent or smart, like you really, you hype them the fuck up. You're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're real. I'm just so excited that I met you. I found you. Oh my God. And then you find out like, Oh fuck you're not smart you're stupid you just like read one book one time and then like quoted it like a lot um so yeah i like i like smart guys i like funny guys i like guys who um respect women um i like guys who are confident in themselves i like guys who have good taste in music 
that's always a huge perk. It's not like a necessity, but it's a huge, huge perk for me because I respect people more when they have good taste in music. And I would like to respect my partner. Um, but yeah, I like someone who's cultured and, and well-read and um, likes trying new food and likes trying new shit and is flexible and also is willing to conform to my routine because my routine is the most important routine oh my god i have like eczema on my leg right now like a little flare-up i have really weird eczema it's like um i call it ghost eczema i don't think that's actually what it's called but it's like i most people who have eczema they have like dry patches of like red flaky skin but like my skin looks exactly the same it's just like itchy like, so, like, eczema is itchy, but it's usually accompanied by dry, red skin. Mine is just, like, my skin looks totally normal, but it's just incredibly itchy. So, I call it ghost eczema. But, again, I don't think that's the medical name. Um, someone said, why do you never tan? Um, I don't want skin cancer. And um, if I did want to get a tan, I would use a self-tanner or a bronzer on my face, which sometimes I do put a bronzer on my face. Actually, just a few days ago, I put a shit ton of bronzer on my face. Um, But yeah, I don't tan because I don't want skin cancer. And if you do lay out and tan, you're going to get skin cancer. Um, You will get melanoma. Um, And just FYI, if you lay out and put sunscreen on, you'll still get a fucking tan. However, you shouldn't be laying out for longer than 15 minutes. Like, I get it. Some people are like, oh, I want a little bit of natural color. Put some sunscreen on, lay out for 15 minutes, and get the fuck back in your house. Okay? Stupid. <laughs> Someone asked, what do you do if your parents hate your fiancé? I remember seeing this question and thinking to myself, girl, if your parents hate your fiancé, there's something fucking wrong with your fiancé. Unless your parents are, like, incredibly toxic, abusive, horrible fucking people. It's a huge red flag. Like, if I don't know about you, but if my parents hated my fiancé, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with him? There has to be something wrong with him that I'm not seeing or I'm blind to because of love, because of the love goggles that have blinded me. But I'm telling you, for me, if my parents hated someone, I'd fucking hate them too. Because they they do be knowing shit. Parents do be knowing shit. Um, someone asked me, do you only date Muslim men? Yes. I have dated non-Muslim men before. I don't think it's for me. Um, someone said, did you ever want to stop wearing the hijab? Surprisingly, no. I I don't know. Like, it's like one of those things, like after a while, I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Like, why, why do I not share this, this feeling? Because I feel like most girls I know who wear hijab, like, you know, even though they choose to wear at some point, they were just kind of like, oh, like, I wish I didn't have to. Like, there are definitely times where I'm like, oh, I'm sick of my hijab style. I wish I could just like wear like discover like a new style but like I never actually don't want to wear a hijab um 
it's it's a commitment I've made and I feel good about and I feel comfortable with and it makes me feel good. Uh, it makes me feel protected. It makes me feel most like myself. Um, I don't know. I feel really good about it. I feel good about it. I know a lot of people don't feel that way. I respect that. Um, but I don't know. And also, I'm just going to say it. Like, if you've been doing it for, like, a really long time, like, like I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, do live your life. But, like, I've been wearing a hijab since for 20 years, which is crazy saying that out loud. 20 years. Two zero. That's, like, the age of some of the people listening to this. So, in those 20 years that I've worn it, I've never wanted to stop wearing it. And I don't think I ever will. But you know what? Never say never. Um, someone asked, what do you do? Wait, what you do, what you, would you do? Oh, sorry. <laughs> would you do what you want, even if it meant disappointing your parents? I guess it depends what it is. Like, if I decided to become a meth addict, I feel like probably shouldn't. But, like, if I um, decided to take a career path that maybe they didn't love, but it wasn't hurting anyone, I would still pursue that career path. Um, But everyone is different. There are certain things that I wouldn't do because I wouldn't want to disrespect. That's the thing. It's not about disappointing them. It's about being disrespectful to them that concerns me more than disappointing them because I think parents love their children unconditionally. So whatever disappointment they feel um, is pretty fleeting, but disrespecting them again, they'll get over it, but like, it just feels mean. I don't want to be mean to my parents. My parents are nice. They're cute. Um. So yeah. I think that as long as you're not hurting anyone, you know, go for it. Someone said, I dream of you every single night. Is that weird? Yes. Um, wow. I fucking hate the creepy people who DM me or send me questions. Like, is your boob juicy? What is your bra size? Are you wet now? Like, what the fuck? These are all different people. They just happen to all be back to back. Um, someone asked me, what is your, what is, what's been your biggest disappointment in life? Holy shit. That's like such a loaded, intense question. Um, truthfully, I think it's really disappointing when, When someone makes a promise to you and you believe them so wholeheartedly and then they let you down. Like that that just that level of disappointment for me, which is why I think as I get get older, I, I practice much more expectation management. So let's say someone promises me, you know, I'm never gonna kick you. In my mind, I'll already tell myself, I think they're really going to try not to kick me, but they might kick me just in case they do kick me. Not like in a way where like I'm like paranoid and like fucking wincing all the time, worried that they're going to fucking kick me, but just like in a way where, 
you know, I'm realizing this person is a human. No one is perfect. Um, everyone is just trying their, their best. So, yeah, broken promises disappoint me. Lying disappoints me. Manipulation disappoints me. Um, <laughs> this is a fun question. I think I'm going to end it on this. What celebrity sparked your sexual awakening? I just thought that was so funny. It's from a friend, Aziz. I thought it was funny. Um, Shia LaBeouf and even Stevens. I just remember thinking he was so hot. His little fucking Jew curls. What a cutie. I don't know. Is Jew curls a racist thing to say? I'm sorry if it is. Um, especially because I'm not even talking about like, now that I'm saying it, I'm like when I say Jew curls, are you guys thinking about like the things that like Orthodox Jewish men like have those little curls down the side? Because I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about like curly Mediterranean hair, which I guess is like Arab hair. Um, <laughs> but I thought Shia LaBeouf was so cute i still think he's super fucking hot like in a in like a damaged sad puppy kind of way like i'm just like i just want to help you i just want to help you be a better person i'm sorry that your dad is a fucking literal clown i can help you i can make you better like i'm usually not a fan of women helping men be better but in this case i i would i would I would, I would do it. I would risk it all for Shia. What a little fucking hottie McCotterson. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing him being like, oh my God, he's so hot. And I was like, wait a damn minute. I think someone is hot. This is exciting. I remember being like excited about it. I'm like, ooh, I have a crush. Like I, I've read about it so much in Seventeen Magazine and here I am. It's happening to me. Oh, I also had a crush. Like I, I think I had a boyfriend in the second grade, but I don't think I actually like, I had like there was no sexual awakening. <laughs> um, his name was James Notley, for anyone who's listening. I feel like I've actually mentioned him before in the podcast, which is a little weird. But had a crush on him. I think he was my boyfriend. Like I actually think that we were dating in the second grade, not like real dating, like children dating. Um, but then there was also this boy in the fifth or sixth grade. His name was Safi, and he was Vietnamese, and he was from California. And I thought he was so fucking cool. He was the first boy I think I ever, like, like, I remember leaving a note on his desk. Like, I snuck up to the classroom during lunch and I left a note on his desk that said, like, I like you. Because um, I've just always been a fucking bad bitch who never gave a fuck. And I've always sh- shut, shoot shot my shot shot my shot that doesn't sound good as good as shoot your shot but i've always shot my shot um i'll be honest it hasn't (laughs) hasn't been great but you, you know what i think i've learned a lot i've grown a lot i i know what i do like i know what i don't like i know what my boundaries are I'm a huge fan of boundaries, guys. I fucking love boundaries. Love them. I love boundaries. We should all have them. And then we should reinforce them. Adamantly. Um, but yeah. I hope you guys liked hearing me answer some questions. Um, and telling you just a little bit about what I've been up to. I think I'm going to try to get into the habit of just 
every five guests or something doing a solo episode. Let me know what you think about that. Um, I don't know. It's just like a way to like touch base with you guys almost because I like the community that we have built here at Arab American Psycho. Um, it's something that I'm proud of. Um, the messages that you guys send me mean so much to me. I really can't even begin to tell you. Um, you guys are so thoughtful. You send me the most beautiful messages on Instagram. And like, I feel so honored that you even take the time to listen, let alone like send me these messages. But you know what I would love more than that? If you left a review on fucking iTunes. (laughs) I know I'm laughing, but I'm being serious. Just leave a review on iTunes. Just leave a review. Just go leave a review and be like, I like this podcast. That's, That's it. And give me five stars. Because the thing is, is like, the more reviews I get, the more people learn, like the higher I am on the iTunes charts. And I want to be number one, guys. So can you just like help me be number one? Like if you love me and you're listening to this podcast, and you're like, wow, I love Noor. And you're one of those people who sends me like really nice DMs. I want you to also leave a review on iTunes. And if it's between you taking the time to DM me or leaving a review on iTunes, I would prefer the latter. Leave the review on iTunes. <laughs> save save your typing for itunes please please guys come on like the amount of dms i get from you guys i'm just i literally i always feel like so touched by it but at the same time i'm a little like pissed because i'm like all these fucking people are dming me telling me how much they love the podcast where are the reviews so please just leave a review on itunes don't be a fucking asshole don't make me beg i come on I share my innermost thoughts and feelings with you guys. Um, You know, I actually thought to myself today, I'm like, I wonder if anyone actually thinks that, like, I share every single detail of my life online. Because, like, I don't. Um, But I do share. I share a lot. Um, And the reason I do that, there is a reason. It's because I think it's really important to be imperfect and to give perspective um and i don't know just hear about what normal people are doing i think it's nice i think it's helpful i think it's a great way to feel connected um especially in these weird times in these uncertain times um anyways i hope you guys like this episode um you could follow me on instagram at nor e you can follow the podcast at arab american psycho You can leave a review on iTunes. Just go to the fucking podcast app, search Arab American Psycho, scroll down, click write a review, write a review, submit the review, go leave stars, do it before, do it after, whatever. Um, If you want to send the podcast to one of your friends, that would be dope post it on your Instagram stories, I'll fucking repost it. If you post that you're listening to Arab Americans, I go, I will repost it. Um, yeah, send it to your friends, tell your friends about it, fucking post about it on your blog, whatever, dude. Um, and yeah, I will talk to you guys next Sunday. <laughs>